This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. This is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And as you know, this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your questions, questions about the Bible, questions about life. Today with Paula in the studio, uh, you can ask her just about anything because she knows almost everything All you have to do is provide the phone call, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning in. Tuning in? Or showing up. <laughs> hey, we're going on vacation soon. It's That's exactly how I, I, I know I'm what you meant. I'm not thinking straight. I know what you meant. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to tune in right now because you said I know almost everything, so I guess I better straighten up. <laughs> <laughs> this is our last date-day show for... Couple of weeks, three weeks from now, you'll be back on the air because, okay. and you'll be a lot tanner. Yeah, too bad it won't be TV, but <laughs> mm, I'm trying to get as dark as my purse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it always works. Yep, you'll always do it. But again, thanks for being here today. Thanks for the thanks. morning that we've been able to spend together. What's on your heart today? A whole lot of stuff, Pastor. I don't know where to go. Well, I'll just shut up and you can talk for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's see. Where do I want to go first? You know, a lot of people ask us, okay, okay, so what do you do on vacation? So I wrote a couple of notes like, we're going to look for our bench. Well, actually, what, our vacation, most people will probably consider it boring because we'll get on the plane. And you were so excited because um, last time we went to California, it wasn't a nonstop. Oh. And you so, told me that this morning. Uh-huh. I just, I, praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. So we leave. I uh, don't do flying that well. So. No, you don't. And so, but you've been better. You know, the attitude and, and your patience and stuff. You've been way better, Pastor Ron. I'm so proud of you. So we'll get there. We'll, we'll do some grocery shopping because once we get to our place, we really don't want to leave again. So we get off the plane, get the rental car, do some grocery shopping, get to the place and say, you kind of start unpacking, 
your clothes. Well, I'll, I'll put stuff in I'm, the refrigerator. I'm sick that way. I've got to get the stuff out of the suitcase and uh, in a drawer. Yeah, because that's like when vacation starts for me. Yeah, yeah. No, so. that's where I'm so glad I married the perfect guy. He's a neat, <laughs> clean guy. We don't live out of boxes when we move to a house, and we don't live out of suitcases. No, boom, fist bump. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So what do you do on vacation? Once we get everything settled, because we can see the ocean from our – it's our back door. What do I always say first? Best backyard ever. <laughs> and then I say, can you smell it? Yeah. Because as soon as we get there, yeah. the salt air. Yeah. And, and I mean, the, the place where we're staying is, I mean, literally right in the ocean. Mm-hmm. The, 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 waves, the waves roll up to the rocks yeah. Yeah. Right, right where we're, we're overlooking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know about you, Paula, but as soon as I smell that salt air, I get really hungry. Oh, yeah. We didn't even buy enough groceries. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once we get in, it's like, does any of this match? Does this go together? Because we could just go, you know, around the corner and, and, and get something. Um, and so probably the first day we're going to Pelly's. That's our fish place. And so, and then maybe a massage. I don't know. And then that's it. Maybe a massage? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to call that lady to make sure they're open uh, today when I get home. Okay? Okay. So, but, um, and then... You know, uh, people will say, well, what else do you do? Do you, it, We always go to church, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, we always go to church because we, we have it at the beach ourselves. That one year when the kids, we couldn't go to church, it's like, well, we got a pastor. I can sing a little bit. So <laughs> that's how this started. <laughs> so we have church on the beach. Um, so tomorrow, this Sunday is the 20th. Let me see. No, this Sunday is the 19th. So church at the beach at the Oceanside Harbor is on June 26th mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. for any and all who want to come. <laughs> <laughs> it's casual church. Yeah, it's casual church. You don't La- have to wear last, shoes. Or last not. year, church on the beach, we did a baptism right afterwards. Yeah. Just walked right out in the ocean and so did a baptism. Awesome. So that was just another excuse to dress casual. Yeah. Swim trunks on and, yeah. and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So. It's just amazing. It's so fun. But yeah, see, we have quite yeah, a few people. See, for us, there's just... I mean, most everything we do is around food. Yeah. We exercise in the morning. Yeah. We pray. Yeah. We go sit on our bitch and talk to each other and talk to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then we go eat. Mm-hmm. And then we come home. Yeah. And people say, well, don't you do stuff? I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, Disneyland and Legoland and all those other things. We go, nah. <laughs> yeah. We go to rest. We really do. <laughs> yeah. I want to, when I come back, I want to be ready to hit the ground running. Rested, because when we come back, whether we're rested or tired, we're going to be hitting the ground running. Because you know, when you're away, um, the the work not as not as it's not a it's not just work, but we miss the people and stuff piles up. You know, it's like okay, as soon as Pastor Ron gets back, we got to make a meeting. You know, <laughs> Mama Paula. You know, I've been trying not to text you while you're on vacation, but now that you're home, <laughs> this is how it is. So, yeah. So we we come back rested and ready. We know, you know, that this we, is. We got a lot going on now, so yeah. we'll be in contact with people here and uh, and yeah. that kind of thing, of course. But yeah. but it's it's good. Mm-hmm. So for any of and all who come on the Monday nights for any of our Bible studies. I know this is kind of selfish. This has really, really nothing to do with you, Ron, because you're not here on Monday nights because you're here all the Mother Days. Um, But because I don't want to miss any of the Sweet Summer Devotions 
uh, we cancel them while <laughs> I cancel them while we're on vacation, and so all the other Bible studies canceled this year as well. So uh, we will be off until July 11th because the Fourth of July is a Monday, and so okay. everybody's off for that. So and, we're and who's speaking on July 11th? Um, Kendall. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anybody and everybody, men, women included, should listen to. Michaela Shanks' devotion, her 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 testimony um, this past Monday, it was just I was so proud. And she's a pretty shy girl, and she's she told us she goes, if Mama Paula would have asked me last year, I wouldn't have had anything to say. I wouldn't have had anything to say because um, though she is, she was born here. Uh, I mean, literally, she was born in mm-hmm, her church. Mm-hmm. Um, her parents love God, love each other. She was raised to know the Lord. She loves God, serves, loved, loved it, loved serving. But she hates reading, and so she just wouldn't read her Bible. Wouldn't read her Bible. And um, she said it wasn't until some tragedies started happening in her life that kind of forced her into, I need to know some answers, kind of forced her into the into the Word and she said, she said this, she says, we can be saved, serving, but just going through the motions. She was not actively pursuing Jesus. And this is a 19-year-old young woman. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she said the doubts, worries, and fear just gripped her. She was in, in depression. And she says, um, and then, you know, what's my purpose in life? You know, I'm, I'm out of high school now. I should have a job or I'm thinking about college or what do I do? What do I do? You know, and um, it, it, she got to the place of it's just not a long range plan, but um, think about my purpose today. It just took the pressure off of her. Um, and she said she got some jobs and, you know, all jobs have ups and downs, but her jobs were taking her away from church and fellowship. Um, and she said being away from church, she began to affect her. Um, depression really tried to get her. And she said, she said what, in reading the Bible, she came across Philippians 4, 8. <laughs> you know? See, that is one of the reasons I hope our people will will go to com and listen. Mm-hmm. Because she described... Um, the majority of Christians, yeah. people that that are saved, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're marking time, mm-hmm. but uh, they're not living the abundant life. They're they're not in the Word. It's like, well, well, I I don't know. I just don't like reading, like she said, or or well, I don't understand it. But the, the reality is, we'll stare at our phones all day long, and even Christians won't open the Word. And it was when she opened the word that she started getting some answers for her depression and mm-hmm. for her anxiety and and for the other things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she she was about to say, I don't, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't know if these exact words, but she was about to say, um, when I started reading the Bible, I thought, well, why didn't somebody make me do this earlier? <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of always what they come up with. And it's man, I should have been reading the word all the time. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many hundreds of times over her lifetime here that she's heard. Me say that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just it's just um, I, I, she did a wonderful job. Yes, she did. And what a joy, what a delight. Yeah. So, sweet summer devotions have just really been the, one of the greatest 
blessings for our church. And the, the numbers of ladies that showed up, Pastor Ron was like, whew, okay. It was, it was wonderful. So um, she said she had to tell herself to stop the woe is me and plug in and be a servant. Not just serve, but be a servant, which is a little different. And form a community. If you want a friend, be a friend. You know, basically, um, don't expect everybody to come and take care of you. Anyway, she, and then, you know, I like, um, she found out from Colossians 3, 1 through 4, again, just reading the Bible, that her identity is in Christ, uniting us in a life of love. I mean, yes, you won't find those things out unless you're, what you always say, be in the Word. <laughs> be in the Word. <laughs> She's, she quoted Pastor Dell, she goes, what she say? She says, um, you can be in the Bible, but is the Bible in you? Pastor Nelly told her. Pastor Nelly yeah. told her that, yeah. And so, you awesome. know, Paul, explain uh, to the audience what she said about uh, uh, wanting a college and career group or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the kids are so cute, too. She was like, you know, now that I'm out of high school, um, we're, we're sitting in, in big church with all these adults, and the message is kind of basically um, geared towards like the 40 years old, 40 year olds. And you should have heard the, the audience, <laughs> the congregation is like, whoa, no, you didn't kind of a thing. Uh, but it's so cute. And I had to kind of interject in a nice and loving way to say, you know, you guys for the longest time when you're like junior high and high school, you know, stop treating me like a kid. I'm a grown up, you know. And when you get to be 18, it's like, I can make my own decisions, you know, kind of thing. And yet, as soon as they they uh, graduate from high school, now they want a, a young group again, you know, from 19 to, what, 22 maybe, and then what happens after that? Yeah, I've been telling them for years and years, <laughs> look, when you're done. She at one point in her, in her say she was, now that I'm adulting. <laughs> and I just laughed so hard at that. But, but I, I tell these kids all the time, look, all you wanted is independence. You want to be treated like an adult. So now that we're treating you like an adult, go out and be with the church. Mm-hmm. But, but what about our group? Yeah. There's no groups in heaven. <laughs> it's just, it's just. That's it's, like kindergarten through 12th grade, you know, because a lot of the kids started kindergarten here and they've been with that same group of people. And now don't we have like 13th grade? Yeah. <laughs> 14th grade? You know, Paula, we have always been, uh, I have always taken a strong stand against um, segmenting the, the body here. Um, the singles want a group, mm-hmm. the, the older people want a group, mm-hmm. the younger people want a group. Mm-hmm. So, no, 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 this is the body of Christ. Yeah. The younger people need to go find some old people to learn from. The old people need to go find some younger people to, to, to get, catch their enthusiasm yes. from. Yeah. And, and that's how the body works, yeah. and we need it other yeah. and if we just and this is what happens in an American church culture we keep segmenting so that the mm-hmm. people are comfortable and you never really blend together yeah. as a as a body doing the work that God wants to do and mm-hmm. and uh, people say well you know if you had a singles group you'd have more people if you had I don't care mm-hmm. about any of that mm-hmm. we have Jesus's group <laughs> and that's what we do mm-hmm. yeah. so July 11th is the next one. Yep, and Miss Kendall, who's the N-O-G. She's the new old girl. Oh. <laughs> She'll be bringing something I have. You know, they don't they don't practice in front of me, and I, I, I'd rather leave it like that, you know. The Lord's been faithful. Hey, 340-9585, if you have any 
questions or comments you want to make, if you are outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Okay. Paul? So, tomorrow night, Pastor Ron, um, you know, you've been teaching the last couple of Sundays on marriage and now marriage, divorce, and remarriage. You just finished doing. And, um, you know, still there's a lot of questions that people are still asking about um, can I remarry after divorce and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, but tomorrow night, <laughs> intimacy in marriage. And so, you know, because I'm married to you, I remember one time, oh, my goodness, back in the uh, daycare days, you know, I'm sitting, be, I'm sitting in the front row like I always do, and you have one single man on my left and a, a married man whose wife wasn't there on my right. And you started talking, and I was like, oh, my goodness, what is he going to say? What is he going <laughs> to I just, you know, I mean, they're just right here on either side of me, and I'm just looking straight ahead, <laughs> you know, tunnel vision. And just, you know, because you know how you can be a little, little uh, passionate. <laughs> That's what Michaela called me, passionate. And so just be careful of what you say. That's what I'm saying. That's right. You know, people, I, I don't know why people are afraid of this. This isn't going to be a mature audiences only mm-hmm. thing. Um, but, but you know, the, the marriage um, um, ought to be playful. It ought to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ought to be passionate. And, and Jesus in, the, in his word has given us that example. And, um, you know, for, for those Christian marriages that are settling for less than God's best, it breaks his heart. Yeah. I mean, this is supposed to be the closest relationship on earth between humans. It's so important to God that he calls us his bride. And so tomorrow night I'm going to be able to talk about that using the Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon, depending on what your translation calls it. And uh, it is a wonderful um sort of guide into um, th- this is what God always intended. You know, Paula, we still get questions um, from from people and in, in the most part from women who were raised by Christian parents to, that, that sex was dirty. It was just a duty. You had to do it. But but um, when they find out that, no, 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 God intends us for this to be fun and playful and enjoyable, when they find that out, it's like letting them out of jail sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that's that's what the Lord does. It, it, it's just sad that people, as we grow older, um, we become more like friends than lovers. That's not what God intended. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be able to talk about that kind of stuff cool. tomorrow night. Okay. And then vacation. Well, not No, yet. I got Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. We have Saturday, too. We have prayer and pastor's class oh, on yeah. Saturday. Okay. So, all so you I guys, can't start thinking about vacation yet. Yeah, yeah. You still got a couple <laughs> things you need to do, baby doll. Mm-hmm. And then uh, talking about, you know, prayer and pastor's class. You know, a lot more people are showing up to prayer. And I think it's the reason you you say all the time, once you, once God begins to answer your prayers, it's like, I'm going, you know. And hearing other people's prayers, um, it gives you a, 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 a passion and a compassion, um, a greater understanding of sometimes we say people are the way they are for a reason. You get, you can get that reason. Um, but to see that the numbers of people who 
And I think Jesus is in heaven smiling, too, because some of these people drive 30, 40, an hour, 40 minutes, an hour away to come to Saturday morning prayer at 930. Um, I think he's in heaven going, they really trust me. Yeah, you know, Paula, and I'll I'll speak not just about Calvary Chapel, but but the church in general. I think most churches have some sort of corporate prayer meetings, and when when we're with pastors, um, all the time they'll say, "Well, you know, that's the least attended service," or or we can't get anybody to come to prayer, and that just kills me. Mm-hmm. It just kills me. It's one hour a day, the, the way we do it, mm-hmm. one hour a week. It's an opportunity to pray in agreement with your brothers and sisters. Um, Jesus is here. He always shows up. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we take one hour to talk to the Lord in fellowship with other believers? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I tell people here all the time is that nobody should come every Saturday. I mean, I know people are busy. We got weekends. We got kids. We got work to do. We got all kinds of things. So nobody should come every Saturday. We come every Saturday if we're in town. If we're in town. Um, but 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 nobody else should. This is what God's called us to do. But everybody ought to come some Saturdays. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just not to consider it mm-hmm. makes no sense at all, and it's frustrating because people don't really know what they're missing. Paul, let's take a break and come back to this. So we got an anonymous call from Bernie on line one. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello. Are you there? I can hear. Hello. Okay. I can hear me. We can break. Hello. Yeah, Yeah, we can can hear you. You were breaking up really bad. Okay. Okay, go ahead. um, Well, listen, um, uh, first of all, I look forward to hearing you guys every Thursday, I try not to miss. It's just it's just awesome hearing y'all talk. Thank you. Anyway, um, I tried to. I watched your sermon two Sundays ago on divorce. I wasn't able to see it live last Sunday. Um, part of my question is not actually this part. I get to the question in just a second, but I'm, I'm on the website. I tried to call the church earlier and it went to mm-hmm. voicemail. Um, can you tell me what to look for to find last Sunday's service? Oh sure. Um, go to go to calvarysa.com and go yeah, all the way it. down. Keep scrolling down, and, okay, to get to recent studies, and and push on recent studies, and then you'll see sweet summer devotions, and then you'll see the other days, and they're all there together. Okay. All right. I'll I'll try that in here in a second. Okay. My question is. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm a tech I'm a technical dummy, so we try to make it pretty easy to for people to navigate <laughs> through. Well, I'm right there with you, bro. <laughs> Believe me. Okay. Okay. My question is, my question is uh, if a spouse quits on the the marriage covenant for unbiblical reasons, well, I know you talked about that there's always grace, uh, you know, for the the one that walked away, uh, which I which I, I get. But will God actually bless that person? with another relationship that he will just really bless them or are they kind of out there you know, kind of on their own in a sense? Uh, kind of, can you shed some light on that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I can. You know, that's always a tough one because God is a God who desires blessing and grace is unmerited favor. However, and here's this is important for us, you know, when 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 um, you choose to divorce for unbiblical reasons, Paul says, and Paul, of course, is speaking for the Lord. Paul says that we must remain unmarried. Um, and, and a lot of times people, just because they find out they don't want to be alone, or oh, I'm not happy, this didn't turn out the way I thought, and they immediately rush into another relationship to get married, uh, that, that relationship uh, simply cannot be blessed until the parties in that new marriage come together before the Lord and repent. They've got to acknowledge their sin. First Kings, I'm sorry, Second Kings chapter 6. You might want to read the first, I think it's the six verses. It's the story of the floating accent. It's a very important principle. When you mess up, you want to find God's blessing in your life again. You got to go back to the place you lost it. Repent for it. I mean, genuinely repent, not just say, well, okay, I'm sorry. But I mean, just acknowledge before God, I acted rashly. I acted ungodly. I was, I was disobedient and I'm paying the price and I'm sorry, Lord, please forgive me. And then God can begin to bless that relationship again. But I can tell you that these relationships almost never start out with the blessing of God. Uh, when you're disobedient and you divorce for unbiblical reasons, the, the 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 next relationship, all that baggage is carried into it, and that disobedience and the distance in fellowship from the Lord uh, always consumes the relationship. Um, and I, I'm aware that people run into them; they don't like being alone. Uh, but those those relationships do not have God's blessing. Now God will bless them; they can get back in the right place. But it takes genuine repentance. Good question. Thanks very much. Hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the Date Day Show, 340-9585. This is the Date Day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show. We'd love your calls, 340-9585. Paula, before we go to our next caller, uh, just one follow-up comment you mentioned during the break that uh, in a study I did, I think, uh, two Sundays ago, um, that that more than 60% of second marriages fail. Mm-hmm. And and as as it relates to Christians, um, the, the reason for the high failure rate is because they don't deal with the sin um, that, that they're responsible for mm-hmm. uh, in jettisoning the, the first marriage. You know, we stand before God and we stand before friends. And I always tell people, and you're standing before me if I'm doing the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you promise that you're going to stay together in good times and bad times and sickness and health until Jesus comes for us. Mm-hmm. And, and then you just blow it off because, well, I'm not happy. And we've got to take our promises to God very, very seriously. Yeah. They, some people just don't. Paula, we got another anonymous call. This one from West Texas on line two. Thanks for calling. You are on the air. Hello. Thank you. Uh, my mm-hmm. um, my estranged wife um, has avoided me for, for many years, won't talk with me, uh, avoids me, 
And uh, when I asked for counseling, uh, going to counseling, she said things to the counselor that were not true. And it's been many years. So I basically just uh, let her have the space, give her room, and uh, let her be and trying to do well. Meanwhile, be supportive and helpful. Um, um, I, I don't like being sh- uh, shunned and avoided. Uh, there are things that need to be talked about at times, but um, I'm learning to just uh, live like a, a, I don't know, isolated man on an island. Uh, I, I wish mm. I could be part of the body of Christ. I, I know I am, but I feel shunned by um, so many people. And I, I've asked some ladies, "Could you talk to the to this woman?" You know, and uh, they they refuse, and they tend to, uh, you know, follow her and and accept. She, everybody's dominant and talks over me. And, and uh, I, when I try to speak, if, if I try to uh, maybe make disciples, you know, or try to talk to somebody, they turn away. And uh, so I'm just doing the best I can. Uh, I thought Paula might know how to reach since she's a woman, or maybe she'll be like the others and say, no way, bye. Um, any suggestions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you for the call. I appreciate it very, very much. Um, Paula, we'll let him listen on air. But let, let me say before I turn it over to you, um, you know, the, the Bible says that as far as it depends on you, yeah. make peace with all people. Mm-hmm. And it's just not always possible to make peace with people. There are people that don't want peace. Uh, the Bible also says that that if somebody deserts you, um, um, then then. Your responsibility is to do everything that you can to reconcile. And it sounds like, based on just what you've told us, it sounds like you have done that. And there is a time when um, the other partner makes it clear that he or she does not want to remain in the relationship. And uh, when, when that choice is made, people, we have the free will to make that choice. When that choice is made, Paula... We, we don't have, um, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, we can't throw the Bible at them. If they're professing Christians, mm-hmm. uh, they've already demonstrated they don't care about that. So um, what counsel would you give this man? Yeah, uh, uh, same counsel that you're saying. I would say it's probably just time to move on. You said you've been estranged for several years. It, um, do you have children? I think he's yeah. up here now. Okay. Oh, you do, he, he said yes. Yes, I heard that. Um, and, and I'm, you know, the Lord is pleased with your staying in there and trying to make the best of the situation. But as far like asking other ladies to talk to this woman, you know what? A lot of people only hear one side. And unfortunately, we people kind of take the side of the one we hear first or, or our emotions go with what that person is saying. And it's very unfair. It's exceptionally unfair to you. So um, I would say that, you know, maybe the ladies have tried at one time, but they, they've been convinced that maybe you're some ogre and they're just believing it. And um, that's really unfair to you. But as far as 
trying to talk her into coming back, um, that's really not anybody else's place except for Jesus. I'm not trying to say, you know, we can't help you or something like that, but um, it sounds like it's time to move on. I, I'm so sorry. Yeah, these are hard things. Can I can I also add that um, uh, we, we often reach out to other people to try to help us, um, and and a decision like your your wife has made um, is a decision that only God can change. Yeah. And the the thing that that uh, I mean, and, and you're the only one who knows what God is telling you to do here, and we have none of the details. But but you do what God's told you to do. The one thing you cannot afford to do is be estranged from church. Mm-hmm. You can't fall out of fellowship. Mm-hmm. If you've got to, if if you, I, I don't know. In West Texas, there's a lot of small towns and small churches. If you need to go find another small church in another small town, then you do it. But right now, you're at a place where you need to be closer to Jesus than you've ever been in your life. And he will honor that. I promise you, he will honor that. He knows how difficult it is. But the the enemy is the one who's trying to convince you to stay away from fellowship uh, or, well, they don't want me there. Uh, people talk over me there using the example you just give you just gave, but this is a place where you've got to press in with all of your heart and with all of your strength, uh, because the, the enemy is going to pound and pound and pound and we can't deal with him alone. We need to be a vibrant, active part of the body. So find a church with a pastor who's teaching the word, a pastor who is trustworthy, and then ask him for individual counseling face-to-face, just, okay, how can I get back on my feet? Don't worry so much, and this is going to sound harsh, and I don't mean it to, but but don't worry so much about how can I be reconciled with my wife. The question that you really want to pursue now is how can I be reconciled to God in, in a vibrant fellowship sort of way? And that has to be the, the, the single focus of your life because the the more you isolate yourself, um, the, the more horrible the enemy is going to become and uh, you, you need to protect yourself and you've got to you've got to get back involved in a healthy Bible teaching church. Yeah. Hey, thank you for the call. I appreciate it and I'm sorry. And you know what? I'll be praying for you. This is the kind of phone call that always breaks my heart. Yeah. You know, Paula, um, um, we, we get situations like this where things that have been done by one party or the other are so horrible that one party just sort of gives up. Yeah. And and um, the first instinct is always just to isolate. And that's just a really dangerous place mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. So um, what we feel like doing is the one thing we can't do. We've got to go get involved and we've got to dig in. And then the only other thing I'd tell you, Anonymous, is that um, you need to be on your knees praying for her. Um, if there are things that you need to repent for, yeah. then you need to do that between you and the Lord. He knows your heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if it's your desire to reconcile the marriage then you've got to be living for Christ. You've got to be living, walking with Jesus every day because only Jesus can change her heart. And um, if that's God's plan for you, um, you've got to be a man that Jesus can allow her to come back to. Yeah.
Yeah, and we're talking, getting ready to talk about Father's Day, and your children, whether they're with you part-time or full-time, are watching their dad let this situation destroy his closeness, his fellowship with the Lord. And um, you want to get back on your feet, back in right fellowship with the Lord, so that your kids will understand that just because and this is this is terrible, but just because something traumatic has happened doesn't mean, well, I'm giving up on God. And so please get, um, like Pastor Ron says, and we've had we've had couples because we have three services here. We've we have had couples who've had issues and they still want to come to church here, but not at the same time. And so the, one will come to first service and the other one to third service. So the two of them will never meet coming and going second service. But we want them to be able to hear the word and let the Holy Spirit work it out. And then we're always available because it is God's will that we reconcile. Our whole ministry is about reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And um, um, when we find Christians who are unwilling to do that, uh, I want them to question their faith. So... Thank you, and I'm sorry for the so call. So sorry. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Paula, we've still got some time. What's up? Yeah, my other, uh, my topic for today, my my title was encourage one another, and and I was looking at um, in Titus, yeah, Titus two. Um, you know, it, that's the chapter where teach the younger. Uh, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers, and, and then encourage the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home and always at, and to, at their own home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be kind, subject to their husbands, so that no one will malign the word of God. But similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled in everything. Set them an example by doing what is good. And so um, encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And then um, it says at the end of this, read the whole chapter, but then at the end it says, these then are the things you should teach. Encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. You know, as um, as you're the, the pastor here, the, the main teacher, um, that's, it, that's what you do. You know, encourage and rebuke with all authority. And I remember, I don't know how many years ago, where the Lord was telling you while we were on vacation one year, be bolder, you know, <laughs> be more, be even more bold. And I remember when you told me that, I was like, well, maybe I'm going to have to put on a bulletproof vest kind of a thing, not being funny or anything. But seriously, whew, it's hard to come here sometime, Pastor Ron, sitting in the front row, three services. You know, I used to think the first service was for that lady sitting next to me and the second service was for the people back in the back. And in third service was, you know, maybe for somebody on the worship team, but it happened to be me. <laughs> but yeah, to encourage and rebuke with all authority. I had somebody, Paula, come to me because yeah, I was talking about the pastor's class. Well, what's the pastor's class? I said, well, that's just me talking to the people in the church who are, who are really committed to serving. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, I'm, I'm really direct. <laughs> I'm, I'm way more direct than I am here on Sundays. And, and she looked at me and she said, how could you be any more direct? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are called out. Those of us sitting in the pastor's discipleship class, you know, it's a good thing, but we're called out. You know, it's like you guys are the ones 
who I'm counting on. Uh, I'm, I'm taking this time to duplicate myself because I can't talk to everybody. And so you're counting on all of us to be the ones to, well, what Pastor Ron said is what he said. This is what he means, and we're going to help you apply it to your life. Well, it's hard to come here sometimes <laughs> because you got to give up some stuff and you got to put down some things and you got to always be with Jesus and he's always love. There's just no time to, to, to be around the bush. Yeah. Jesus is coming soon yeah. and there's just no time in these last days. Mm-hmm. And the, the more we soften our messages, um, the more people are going to get trapped in the in the schemes of the enemy, yeah. and um, you know, again, Jesus is coming soon. We've got to be ready, yeah. and there is a real sense of urgency that we need to pay attention to. Yeah. I woke up this morning with a song. You know, He's coming soon. He's coming soon. Still watching and waiting. Oh, come! There's still room. No man knows the hour when we'll see the groom soon. Coming for his bride. He's coming soon. Is that Patrick's song that he... he I have no idea. No, that, that, that was sang in prayer, Patrick and Augustine? No, uh-uh. Okay. Because uh-uh. they sing a song at yeah, prayer Saturday morning. Uh-huh. It was beautiful. It was so... It was beautiful. But they sing a song. And, and Patrick sang it at the Afterglow mm-hmm. Friday night mm-hmm. as well. And um, um, it was, it was hey, we, we need to be expecting him. Yeah. Paula, let's go to Thomas on line one from San Antonio. Thomas, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Hello, Ron, and hello, uh, Paula. Um, nice to be able to talk to you guys uh, once again. Um, I just wanted to comment Thanks. on all this stuff. Uh, I'm sorry? Okay, well, I just said thank I you. Want, okay, perfect. Um, I just, Ron, I, I mean, all these questions you're having to field about this particular touchy subject, I mean, it's, it's I know it's got to be hard, and but, you know, Thank I thank God for that, you know, because you know you helped me with a lot of of the information that you've given and some of the materials, and it's just it's just that way. And uh, I just want to say, just keep doing what you do. I know it's hard, but it's you know what you're really helping a lot of people out there, even if some don't call and some are taking it, you know, the the punch on the mouth, you know, or on the gut silently, but you are helping people. I know you helped me, so just keep doing what you're doing, you and, and, and Paula and your family and the rest of the, uh, the church out there, because it's, it's just magnificent what God has done and how he's used you all. Thank you, mm-hmm. Thomas. Thank you. God bless you. Mm-hmm. How sweet. All right, thank, thank you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so, <laughs> in Hebrews chapter 3, following up Thomas's call, this was my next one. It says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But, my word for today, encourage, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. You know, coming here, like I said, I'm saying, it's kind of hard to come here if you're not serious about the Lord, because, like Thomas was saying, it's a punch in the mouth sometimes. It's a it's a punch in the gut. It's like, what did he just say? <laughs> is he talking to me? <laughs> Does he know where I live? You know, what my life is like. But the Lord, who knows everything, and when those punches come, that's a good thing. Um, the Holy Spirit is saying, this is something 
that you probably need to get out of your life, not tomorrow, but today. And um, you say that quite often. Don't like like last night. Was it last night? Yeah, this is Thursday. Um, the enemy wants to destroy us, and we need to get rid of all of those things. Don't hold on to any of our flesh. Um, we need to kill it so that the enemy doesn't have just he just needs a little teeny tiny bit. He's like a like a snake or a rat that can get under the smallest of cracks and get in there and just mess with us. You know, any opening that we leave for him, he's going to take advantage of. Uh, you know, later in Hebrews, Paul, uh, Paul writes that we're to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And and the reason we're to do that is is we've got to shore up our spiritual defenses against the enemy because if 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 we're if we're being partially obedient in an area or maybe there's just this one thing that we're not ready to give up to the Lord the enemy is going to be right there to capitalize on it and Peter says that that and literally what this says in the Greek is that that, that the enemy is always prowling around looking for an opening mm-hmm. to devour mm-hmm. uh, when when the devil was inspecting Job and he appeared before God in heaven. Um, God said, basically, you've been checking out my servant Job, haven't you? And, and his answer was, yeah, I have, but mm-hmm. but you've got him covered. Mm-hmm. I, I can't find an opening. Mm-hmm. And, and the Lord says, there's no one like Job. He, he's, <laughs> he's righteous beyond all the others. And and then the devil starts challenging him. Well, the, the problem is when we're, we're not closing those gaps, um, the devil always finds an opening. And we're the ones handing him that opening. There's sins that we hold on to. Um, there there are, are, are relationships that we hold on to that are drawing us away from the Lord. And and Satan is going to be there to take advantage of those. And if we don't warn people about that, they're going to get trapped. In our study last night, uh, how many opportunities did God give Ahab to repent and, and, and to do things right? And Ahab just absolutely refused. And still God showed up for him because of the people in Israel that really belong to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, Ahab's going to die soon, so he's not going to take advantage of it. But but the people through whom God uh, was going to meet the enemy and, and have this great improbable victory, mm-hmm. um, they were the ones uh, that, that are, are pictures of, of the, the men and the women that God is looking for right now. Um, he wants to use us, and if we're holding on to these things, if we're not killing our flesh completely every day, and the way we do that, of course, uh, you know, you, you can kill your flesh and then it can flare up again, oh, yeah. and you can find yourself giving into it. Mm-hmm. But that's why repentance, in instant repentance, and oh God, I don't want to be alone with me. I want to, I want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Just be with Jesus. Um, um, he, he honors that. Yeah. And that's the point. Okay, you, you blew it. You thought something that you shouldn't have thought mm-hmm. and uh, or you said something you shouldn't have said. I know. I'm so sorry. I don't want to do that again, Lord. Um, then we're covered again. Yeah. But you see, we justify why we're holding on to anger, why we're holding on to unforgiveness, why we talk bad about somebody who, who Jesus loves. We hold on to those things and we justify them, we rationalize them, and the enemy's just wringing his hands like, hey, I got him now. Mm-hmm. And we, we've got to take 
care of our flesh. You've got to destroy it completely. And, of course, Ahab didn't. And we ended our study last night with uh, God saying through a prophet to him that that uh, you gave life to a man that I deemed to die. Mm-hmm. And uh, right there, if there was music in the background, it would have been one of those mystery things. Paula, we're inside four minutes. So I didn't realize we were that close to the end or I'd have stopped talking and let you talk. So what's up? Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It's really your show. I just get to come in here once a week and, you know, kind of mess up the mess up the office. Uh, but anyway, um, the, my next one for encouraging, and I'm only saying this because this happens in some churches, you know, when the senior pastor goes away, you know, and people know that he's not going to be at church. They don't come to church. Well, that doesn't really happen here because we have great pastors and, and you've been giving them opportunity to share here plenty but just in case there's some of y'all out there, just because Pastor Ron's not going to be here, you can just watch it online. Come and be a part of the body, it says. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward loving good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, when Pastor Ron's not here and one of the other guys is teaching, no offense, but uh, every once in a while, a different voice can say the exact same thing. No offense taken. That's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And the people come t- sometimes to the altar in droves. And it's the exact same thing you've been saying, but a different voice has said it in a different, you know, just a different face and inflection. I don't know what it is, but that happens from time to time. So for those of you who are already saved and walking great, and you come to Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, you need to be here because it'll be Pastor Ken teaching, right? Well, yeah, I, I'm going to be here this Sunday. Yeah, okay, but the next but, one. But the following mm-hmm. Sunday, Pastor Ken will be teaching, mm-hmm. but our Wednesday and Friday studies will be done by some of the other pastors. Yeah. And they're great Bible teachers, yeah. and they, they're men that love God with all of their heart. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, you, you, can, you can be part of the body. Yeah. We'll extend that same invitation to those of you who are not a part of Calvary Chapel. Yeah. We don't have much room for you especially on Sundays, but uh, you want some great Bible teaching, you're going to get it uh, while I am gone. And, Paula, let's just finish here because we're about out of time. Okay. Um, We want people to be praying for us, that we would have uh, hearts to be able to hear God's voice clearly. We we want to be refreshed, but also redirected and corrected if necessary. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, I always go and offer my resignation um, to the Lord. Okay, if you're done with me, Lord, then mm-hmm. I don't want to be here one minute longer than you want me to be. Mm-hmm. And he's told me, to, let's don't go there yet. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But uh, what we want to hear is we want to hear any fresh direction and sometimes getting away, we'll be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll be here tomorrow on the program. I'll be here this weekend. And then I'm going to be in Oceanside with the prettiest girl in California. That be me. <laughs> thank you. Hey, thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to the Date Day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And Lord willing, I will be back here tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. We'll see you then. He's willing. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4 
And Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Calvary,